Hello, everybody. Andrew back here with another episode of the Buy Back Your Life show. Today's topic, we are talking about something that's kind of come out of nowhere for a lot of people. It's just something that they haven't really thought would happen this quickly is the potential of a Federal Reserve pivot. And what I'm talking about is there is a meeting this week and it just came out. I'm recording this like live as we're going here, like about half an hour before this gets released. But there was a meeting this week for the Federal Reserve in the USA. And what came out of this meeting, it was kind of like they were releasing some data on jobs. They were releasing some data on the consumer sentiment survey. And the big ticket thing was though that the central bank issued a statement saying like it may actually support slowing down the rate hikes. Like it's at that point now where it may still happen that we get another hike here in December around the, the, the half a percent kind of raise. But it's showing that inflation is starting to kind of cool down a little bit. Inflation did cool in October and people are now saying like, whoa, 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 had some other kind of subreads in the news kind of talking about maybe it's time to kind of rethink this thing. And usually like when the Fed jumps in, it's usually either too late or too aggressively. So they usually miss the mark a little bit. And if they go a little bit over over uh, over the top and kind of raise rates too much, it's going to hurt the economy, obviously. But if they don't do anything right away which is kind of the lax attitude they had before they started the rate hikes, it kind of hurts the economy too. So they're generally kind of overshooting or undershooting when they're doing things that don't do it right on time. It's hard, it's hard honestly, to navigate. But what the minutes of this kind of meeting said is that most of the officials in the Federal Reserve support the easing back of the magnitude of the rate hikes just to see how kind of how the aggressiveness that we've seen so far with these hikes plays out and like how it can continues to work on inflation and how that kind of works out through the economy. So with that in mind, I don't think that this is going to kind of absolve us of a rate hike in December. I think that's still on the table. I think I think it's like there's like an 80% chance right now or something like 80, 90% that it's going to be a half a percent uh, hike in, in December. But then hopefully we kind of see the effects. Like if we have this kind of reduced hike, because I believe the last one was a 075 uh, which was the fourth straight kind of 0.75% hike. If we get a 0.5 hike in December, hopefully kind of cooler heads prevail. There's a stepping back kind of period. And then in January, February, we're like, okay, maybe we don't need to hike anymore. Maybe this is kind of the the uh, epitome of what we have to do. And hopefully from from for my listeners, some of the people here in Canada, uh, Tiff Macklem and the Bank of Canada decides to do the same thing. And like right now, Canada has been kind of the pioneer of like, really, really aggressive rate hikes, and they've been kind of leading the front charge. They've actually hiked more aggressively than the United States so far by a little bit. And they, ma- they made the comments of saying there's no there's no kind of chance that they're stopping anytime soon. They're trying to like engineer a recession. But generally speaking, they still take their cues from the U.S. Treasury and the U.S. Federal Reserve. So I think if the U.S. decides and comes out with it saying, hey, we're going to think about this a little bit more, we're going to take our time on this kind of impact of the data are going to be reviewed, and then we're going to see what's going to happen. Maybe, just maybe, Canada kind of jumps on that boat too and says, hey, look, it's the holidays. People are kind of stretched a little bit thinner. Let's just take a breath. Let's take a minute here. Let's just see what actually happens because we've done some damage now. We have to assess that damage and hopefully we can go and not push things too far over the top with these kind of rate hikes. So hopefully a 0.5% hike in December for both the U.S. and Canada. But I just want to share that data with you right now. And one other thing to kind of look for when I'm looking at this data is also that there is some kind of not kind of, but there is a lot of kind of market kind of fear and a lot of pain right now going through. People are paying a lot of money on lines of credits. People are scratched really thin on their mortgage rates. And those people who kind of had their mortgages come up for renewal within the last kind of two or three months, like they're paying sometimes uh, 
one time, 1.5 times, two times, even two and a half times their old mortgage payment. And people are just not equipped to handle that in a lot of cases. So you're starting to see the trickle down effect of these rate hikes kind of drive themselves into the housing market in a negative way. And you haven't seen kind of stats around foreclosures and kind of houses kind of hitting the markets, but it's it's slowly coming. It's, it's not a, like a knee jerk thing. When rates raise, usually you don't see the kind of reaction in the market, like in the housing market for another six to eight months. So I think as we flip the calendar, we see things happening in maybe March and April. Usually when the housing market is trying to pick up, I think we're going to see kind of a muted kind of market that is just just out of necessity, people trying to sell their houses to get out of these unattainable mortgages where they're, they're going up, they're doubling the mortgage payment. Like it's a tough thing to stomach for a lot of people. They can't just add another 1200 2000 bucks onto their monthly expenses. It's just not sustainable to them. And like for myself too, it would, it would definitely hurt if that was the case. And we do have one variable rate mortgage that we're looking at kind of doing options for. But when there's like, like a large amount of people in that same scenario, it starts to choke the economy. And especially here in Canada, we're so built up on real estate and immigration. When you have something like that go through the market, it cripples everything else and trickles down or contagion spreads across other sectors. So it's, it's a tough thing you want to kind of curb. And I don't know what that looks like. Maybe they kind of quickly pivot the banks to and say, okay, we're going to institute 40 year amortizations right away. Or maybe we're going to just, maybe we do get the rate hikes kind of pausing and that kind of just leads to a bit of a cooling off period for the real estate market. And then after time, they can slowly kind of revert and kind of drop the drop the, the interest rates again. But it's it's going to have to kind of force their hand because it's getting to the point, or it will get to the point soon, both in Canada and the U.S., where people just can't make these mortgage payments when they go to renew. It's just it's just a crazy amount of extra money that they're not budgeting for, even with the stress tests that are in place. So keep that in mind. Uh, good, good, like a good good omen for December. If there's a half point rate hike, I know I talked about in an early episode of like what to look for and kind of verbiage. This is a good sign. And as long as inflation kind of does what it's supposed to, which we'll get kind of the updated kind of note on that on Tuesday, December 6th, 13th. So keep keep an eye on that for the next inflation kind of target. But uh, other than that, like one other thing I look at when I'm looking at kind of interest rates is the 10-year uh, fixed rate in the U.S., the bond rate. And the bond rates are interesting because they tell a different story. And usually when the bond rates rise, it gives interest rates the ability to rise as well. So when the bond rates start to cool, it's a sign that maybe, maybe, just maybe, the actual interest rates have to cool as well. That's the correlation that you're looking for. And like right now, over the past month, from October 24th to November 25th here, we're going just over a month, month and one day, there's been a uh, drawdown on the 10-year treasury bond in the U.S. from 4.2% down to 3.6%, which is roughly a 14% drop in the yield for that bond. So it's slowly coming back down, which is interesting because it hit its peak for this year right in October, end of October 24th. Like that was our 21st is, is the peak of that, of that kind of bond yield. And it was all the way up to 4.3%. Now we're all the way down at 3.6. So the bonds have kind of slowed down. That's the 10-year bond. Let me just flip to the two-year bond here. It's starting to kind of pull back as well. The five-year, definitely pulling back. 20-year, all the bonds are dropping now, which is another sign that potentially... They're going to think about kind of easing off the rate hikes or at least slowing their progress down as we move through this. So that's generally how it works. The relationship, again, is bond prices come down. 10-year bond is one I like to look for. 10-year bond comes down, the yield, and then the interest rates will hopefully follow or at least have a pausing effect to see 
what kind of damage, again, has been done to the economy, to the real estate market, to the uh, overall global financial picture, see where we're at, reassess, and then move on from there. So just some data for you guys to kind of crunch here on a Friday night. I know it's just a little bit later than usually when the episodes come out, but if you guys want to check out more information on this stuff, make sure you check out my YouTube channel, www.youtube.com slash at andrew.ferguson, or you can check me out at www.tradingoptionsdaily.com. Check that out too. Uh, just... Just data I want to share for you guys. Like it's just something that just came out. It's interesting. It can affect the market. And we just had a kind of a close this week on the stock market. It was kind of a choppy week because we had the Thanksgiving break in the U.S. There was a half day trading today. So not a really great week to take kind of economic cues for in the market per se. But this other data outside the market is good to review and check from time to time and just kind of keep yourself aware of what's happening and just how it kind of plays into the overall kind of global financial picture. So that's all I got for you guys today. Hope you guys got some value here. Enjoyed the episode. Keep checking in. New episode coming out on Sunday for you guys. Sunday, Tuesday, Friday. Like clockwork, baby. We're getting out of it. Nine minutes in this thing. Let's do it. Thanks for listening. I'll check you guys out on the next one.